Hello, I'm Dr. Aloysius Freeman, Professor Immortus in the History of Medicine at the University of Virginia. And I'm Professor Alayla Freeman, Romero Scholar for Historical Blight Studies at Georgetown University. Thanks for joining us for the first episode of Pale Columbia, a podcast wherein we'll shine a light on a few unsung... As some might say intentionally hidden. Unsung or hidden players in the American story. In their day, they saw agents of the state committing atrocities in the supposed interest of a greater good. Meanwhile, powerful corporate interests arrogated ever greater control onto themselves at the expense of the common folk. All this and worse, even as a deadly plague loomed. Sound familiar? It should. The inescapable itch of history is that, more often than not, it's the same story over and again. Our story takes place during the American Revolution, and it starts with a slave known as Hercules. Hercules' last mention in the historical record comes in the form of a bill of sale for his corpse. Right now you may be wondering who buys a dead slave and why. Welcome to one of the uglier aspects of medical history— In those days, medical schools needed bodies to dissect and examine. Supplying them was a lucrative business, and it gave slave owners the chance to make one last bit of profit. The appraisal of Hercules' corpse is the perfect place to begin a tale we call Pale Columbia. own hands with such a sale, Hercules' master, Thomas Jefferson, delegated the task to one of his most trusted slaves, Jupiter Nameless. Twenty-five Spanish dollars is the highest I can go. Twenty-five? But, sorry, if I may... Poor sod's already bloating. Have to move him quick before he's useless. Or maybe we could just bury the poor bastard? Samson, please. Now, sir, Master Jefferson expects $45. Your master's been a faithful supplier. That's why I even went that high now. What's your name again, boy? Jupiter, sir. Jupiter Nameless. But, sir... (laughs) Nameless, huh? (laughs) <laughs> Questionable parentage, eh? I don't see how that... Ooh, skin that light. Plus that red hair, oh, no question. <laughs> Bet you're one of Jefferson's favorites, huh? <laughs> Probably why he gave you this task. Heaven knows he couldn't leave it to this big buck you brought with you. Boy, I'm giving you $25. And a bill of sale and explanation. I'm sure Mr. Thomas Jefferson will understand the shortfall. Again, sir, if you hear me out, just, just, I... Just take the damn receipt and let's go, Nameless. You ain't gonna sway him. Your box Samson's right, Nameless. Now, I've stated my position here, plus I've left a note to your master that should either of you expire in the near future. I got a good deal for your corpses. I got folk interested in mulatto physiology. Let's get the hell up out of here. But Master Thomas is full fee. We gotta... Listen, Nameless, we both know you're smart. 
smart enough that Master Thomas done taught you to read and play piano. At the same time, you ain't got a lick of sense. What the hell make you think you could argue with a white man making money off of dead black bodies? You think he meant to harm us? How we pay you? With Spanish dollars, huh? Why he ain't give you a banknote nameless and the bill of sale? And you see a signature? Well, no, but... Because he working in a world that don't sign spit. Now you keep giving him lip. What's to stop him selling three dead slaves instead of one? Master Thomas might show you off the company while the rest of us in the fields, but that don't make you special. I hadn't considered the illicit nature of the transaction, but do you really think he would have... Uh, Samson? Why are you hugging me? You might know chess and plays and piano nameless, but I'm going to tell you something you don't know. Ain't but one good side to all of this, and you a fool if you think you want it. And you're even bigger fool if you think they'll let you over on their side. Now, I got somewhere I got to be. Samson, where you going? The wagon is back that way. But I ain't going back. You seen what they done with Hercules' body? They ain't gonna be me, I'll tell you that. And where might you go instead? Quiet as kept. The Brit's supposed to be camped down river, freeing any slaves that can make it. There's a white man I used to know back out that way. Figure oh, a bit of pocket change and some luck. He could set me up. And <laughs> Good luck. I've got the coin from Hercules' sale, right? The coin. Right, Samson? Samson, did you take the... Samson, wait up! As Samson held the money from Hercules' sale, Jupiter had to pursue. Samson was a sizable fellow, though, one that Jupiter had little hope of besting physically. Instead, Jupiter aimed to change his mind by other means. When the two failed to return, their master, Thomas Jefferson, set out to retrieve them. That brings us to our next historical artifact, a fugitive slave notice promising $35. $35 reward for the return of two Negroes, Jupiter and Samson, to the subscriber in Albemarle, as well as Mr. Jefferson. Far be it from me to turn down good coin, but I swear I've read this exact notice in five other... Due diligence, sir. Yes, I've posted it before. Jupiter and Samson were due back days ago. So do you think they've colluded to make their escape? Colluded? Hardly. Jupiter wouldn't flee of his own volition, and Samson... Mayhap they fell ill, sir. Heard tell some plagues turning the blacks mad. <laughs> some African blight? Oh, no. Heaven for fair, no, friend. Of all the body's humors, black bile drives the Negro just as it tints his skin. Samson's has gotten the better of him. No doubt he's duped Jupiter into searching out some sympathetic fool. The loyalists in this country are well known, though. Between these notices and the hunters I've set after them, I'll see them return within a senate. Now, about that notice, do mention Jupiter's red hair. Of course, sir, you noted such already. Now, about the fee. Yes, I'd meant to address that. Let's say I pay you on the overmorrow instead of right now.
Samson, wait! Help me tie up the rat. Don't tell me you're still trying to talk me into going back. I need you to see reason here. I'm sure Master Thomas will... Yeah, and by reason, you mean whatever's gonna make Samson give me Master's money so I can crawl my high yellow ass home, huh? Look here, Jupiter Nameless. I ain't going back. Spout Master's fancy words all you want, but do it quiet like... Samson, I'm telling you we were the return of our own volition. Our own volition? Think you so smart. We both know you really want to... Wait, you hear that? Hear what? Never mind, it's just a weird quiet is all. Well, we needn't sneak if... And what makes you think I want to abandon... You're still here, ain't you? Well, you've got Master Thomas's money, and I... I... You even hear yourself nameless? Blood money ain't got rightful owners. It's like Hercules used to say, the die is cast. If you want, I can rough you up some. You can tell Master Thomas I got the drop on you. Fella that can get me to the Brits, he'd, he got a shop nearby. If you coming, let's take the alleys. Quietly. Why can't you meet your man on the river? Because there's snitches telling tales. Hell, if Master sent anyone after us, they'd probably know where to look. What is that? Get back! Samson, watch those elbows. Look at them three. Listen. Look there. Do you see that short one? All over his waistcoat. Is that blood? Something's wrong. Right, let's head back. Run if you want, but careful. Anybody master sent after us most likely gonna take the main road. Samson, I'm telling you, something's right. Look there. What the hell happened to his face? Samson, wait. They'll see you, Samson. Wait for me. There, up ahead, with the door open. Samson, why, why are we stopping here? Why not? This is my man's shop. Percival, the one taking me to the bridge. He got, a, he got a floor under this one. He probably down there now, waiting, waiting all this out. Did you see them? This horrid, empty eyes, mangled, and such wailing, and they were so fast. It may have some blight. I don't know about none of that, but what I do know is I'm finna knock on that hatch, how Percival said, and get the hell out of here. Samson, half the town is out there, rabid in the streets. Grab you one of them hammers off the shelf. There are a few hammers. In truth, though, we'd be likely better served if we had a... A sturdy axe. Ah, oh, here's one. Of course, no need to maim anyone unless... Percival. Percival, this is Samson. You seen all that madness out there? Percival, you all right? I hear you breathing. Percival. Oh, hell, you look at... Ah! Oh, get off me! Damn it! Nameless! Nameless! Samson! What's with your man? Oh, no. Jupiter, please. I can't... Mr. Percival, I insist. I... There. I got him pinned. God, Samson, his eyes. Like those madmen outside. Knock him on, Nameless. The, the axe. The axe? I, Samson, this is a white man. We already fugitives and... Give me that. Samson, you... This was... Son of a bitch was all over me. He's trying to bite me. We ain't have a choice. We? You! Uppity bastard, you held him down. Oh, what? Oh, everywhere. There's so much. Nameless, pay attention. Now look, this, this is bad. This is real bad. Samson! This is a white man! Think I don't know that? 
but he knocked the coin purse loose. If I give it to Master Jefferson and explain... It's bigger things at hand, Nameless. That money ain't nothing if them others heard all that and get us first. Use them smarts to figure us a way out. Does the shop have a back door? Uh, it's, uh, it's over there. Probably blocked. He stacked liquor boxes over it. Brandy, I found an iron and a flint. So we draw them in, spark the flame, and head out the back. Get the brandy, I'll clear the door. Hey, Nameless, nice that all that, all that book learning ain't useless. We'll see. I dropped him, Nameless. Spilt all over the floor. We can still... Hey, come help me up. What are you looking at? There's so many of them. Jupiter, they're coming through. Nameless, we got Hey, what are you doing? They're already through, Samson. Don't you leave me, Nameless. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Self-effacing and sober, Jupiter Nameless's account reads more like a confessional than anything else. For a while after this initial encounter, Jupiter's account becomes sparse on details. Around this time, though, additional players enter our tale. Isn't that right? That's right. As Jupiter and Samson parted ways, Monticello was welcoming new visitors. We'll have to wait to see how they fit into our tale, though, as that's all the time we have today. See you next time. Through your hopes bereft Your energy low, your soul downtrod Your body entombed beneath the sod Left all alone, now he must die Down among the dead men, down among the dead men Down, 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 down Down among the dead men, let him lie And life's troubles do not end with breath your torments continue after death Your mind is consumed in endless fright Just like a land enrobed in blight The heat of Hades now is nigh Down among the dead men, down among the dead men Down, 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 down Down, down among the, the dead men, let her lie Your view is obscured in your demise With two copper pennies on your eyes The horrors before you you can't see But you hear loud and clear your eulogy You wail and moan and groan and cry Down among the dead men, down among the dead men Down, 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 down Down among the dead men, let him lie Down among the dead men, down among the dead
time's running out in talks and ticks Till your one-way trip across the river sticks Your final judgment day has dawned The sun rises now on the great beyond The heat of Hades now is nigh Down among the dead men, down among the dead men Down, 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 down Down among the dead men, let them lie In Pale Columbia, Chapter 1, for The Return of Jupiter, Eric Austin played Aloysius Freeman and Jupiter Nameless. Kate Piotti played Alayla Freeman. And Ryan Knowles played Thomas Jefferson. Other roles were played by the cast. Pale Columbia features music and original arrangements by Jackie Presti, with lyrics and lead vocals by Ryan Knowles. Mandolin and guitar by Bob Rose. The chorus singers were Robin Campbell, Lindsay Rose, and Jackie Presti. Audio production and sound design by Alex Sterling at Precision Sound Studios, New York. Assistant audio engineer, Colin Bryson. Executive producer, Nadine Welch. Pale Columbia was written and created by Kevin Likely and produced and directed by Justin Heyman.